Hello and welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Dawn, and this podcast is just a lighthearted, easygoing show where we talk all things soul, spirit, and self-discovery. I just want to learn and grow and elevate in the best way possible, and I want you to come with me. I'm looking forward to all these new people that I'm going to meet and possibly building a brand new soul tribe. If you are new here, welcome. I am so happy to have you. And if you are returning and have been following me, thank you so much. Welcome back. I am just so happy to have you all here with me. So if you are ready, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today we have Cameron. Hi, Cameron. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me. And he is literally on a spiritual journey in Crete right now, right? I am. Yes, we're going to get to all that. But Cameron has a podcast called The Path and Purpose Podcast. That's how I found him. And I just, it sucked me right in because that's just kind of where I feel like my life is headed right now, just trying to figure out my purpose and if I'm on the right track. I loved your podcast. Which one has been your favorite so far? Yours, obviously. (laughs) Well, yeah, besides mine, that's a given. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had a favorite yet? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite, but I've had some conversations that have, um, that have been super, super enjoyable. So yes, I guess I have. (laughs) I love the ones where it's like you have them on for a certain topic and then you go off topic and it's like, you're so glad you did because you get just all kinds of fun information that you weren't expecting at the beginning. That's just the best part. Yeah, just let it unfold naturally. Yeah, exactly, which is what you're basically doing with your life right now. So can you give everybody kind of a background of where where you started your spiritual path and uh, how you got to where you're at today? Yeah, so it's been a really interesting journey, one that has um, had many twists and turns, but I grew up um, a devout Catholic I was a choir director, a choir boy. I was a choir director when I was older. I was a catechist teacher. I thought at age 21 that I would be a priest. Um, To say that the church was really important in my life would be an understatement. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was interesting because I didn't grow up in a family that was really religious. It was me, and I made the choice. Um, to go to church all the time. And I felt really connected uh, when I was in church. And I love the organ. It's my favorite instrument. So, um, but also being a gay man, I struggled with my identity and specifically finding a place within the church that I could be authentic. Um, And I thought I'd even be a priest when I was young, but that really wasn't going to be a thing for me because it didn't feel totally aligned. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, in my early twenties, I was following kind of the career path that I always thought I wanted to do, which is teach. I wanted to be a teacher since I was a child. I grew up, um, my parents were pretty great. They bought me textbooks and chalkboards and all this stuff. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. So Mm -hmm. when I went to college, that's what I studied. And I, out of college, I became a high school business teacher. And I loved the job. Uh, I loved teaching. But after four years in the job, I became a statistic because I was really no longer, I was really burnt out, frankly. And I 
had earned my master's, my MBA, and I was in a second master's program uh, in school leadership. And essentially what I learned by the end of that program was that I wanted nothing to do with being a principal <laughs> because it's <laughs> the worst job ever. And I remember thinking, but there's got to be something else and there's got to be some other way that I can, you know, change schools, society, whatever. And so I got into, I applied and I got into a PhD program in leadership studies at the University of San Diego. This was in uh, 2018. And so when I got in, I accepted and I knew I was going to shift my whole life. Um, and really that's what happened in a matter of two weeks in June of 2018, my entire life shifted. And I mean like everything. I left a job for another job. I left an apartment for one across the country in San Diego that I had never been to before. I lived, I grew up in Massachusetts, by the way. So wow, that's a big moving, move. Huge move. Um uh, left a master's program for a PhD program, left a relationship, left, I mean, literally and everything. And there were family stuff going on. I mean, it was just, oh, and I left the church. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, and so it was a very drastic moment in my life. And when I finally grounded myself in San Diego, you know, a week or two in, I was not doing well uh, at all. And I felt very lost and I felt like, oh my God, my whole world had been shifted upside down. And although I want to be here and although the program is correct for me, this is just really, really, really hard. And um, that's when I sought an astrologer. I had had tarot readings before um, and other psychic readings and things in my life. So I was no stranger to it. And I had looked up my birth chart online. Um, and so I knew a little bit, but I really didn't give much credence to astrology, honestly, but I was like in a pretty desperate spot. And I thought, my goodness, well, if anybody can help me, I'm down. Yeah. So I had this reading with this woman and the experience, I mean, quite literally changed my life. It was profound because, you know, I give her a few pieces of information and she has my chart and she's telling me all kinds of things about my life, all kinds of things about who I am and why I'm here, my purpose, what I'm here to do, major lessons coming up, the period of time that I'm about to move through. And here I am thinking like, am I just, all I want to know is I'm getting back with that boyfriend. She's like, <laughs> oh. she's like, no, honey, you are not. And I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, you're moving through a major awakening, a spiritual awakening. And the next few years, your life is going to change dramatically. And I was like, okay, uh, cool. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know if this makes me feel better or not. But I remember right. the experience was so profound for me because for the first time in my life, I felt truly seen and like heard, but mostly seen for who I was, a soul in a body with a mission and a reason for being here. And she had put to words things that I had never, ever um, uttered to anyone in my life. And so naturally, as an academic, I was like, what the heck is this? And how can I know more? Right. And she right. said, I said, do you, I asked her, do you teach? She said, yeah. I said, will you teach me? And she's like, no. I said, what? <laughs> now, mind you, this was the time pre-Zoom. So we would have to be like teaching on Zoom. She goes, I don't do that Zoom thing. Funny enough, now she does. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> but anyway, 
But she said to me, you don't need me to teach you because in a few years time, you'll be better than me. And I thought, what? (laughs) Right. I don't know this thing called astrology, but I got to tell you, she was right. Because after that, I was completely in. I wanted to know anything I could about astrology, any book, any YouTube video, anything. And I was devouring um, information. And so much was being activated within me because to be honest with you, it was much less of an experience of learning something new and much more of an experience of remembering what my soul knew from other times and other places. Oh, that's so fascinating. For people that only know little bits about astrology, you know, maybe they just read their horoscope or whatever. Like, how is it that somebody can look at the chart of where the planets were when you were born and assess where you're going to go in your life? How do they figure that out just by looking at the planets? I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, well, we live in an energetic universe. And astrology has been, I mean, it's an ancient practice. It's been around since ancient Mesopotamia. We're talking about, you know, a lot of the traditions of Eastern, well, Vedic astrology in India, but there are other astrological um, systems as well. And frankly, our ancestors were far more connected to the cosmos and far more connected to nature than we are. And Mm -hmm. that's because we live inside and technology and light pollution and all these things. But what they noticed is patterns. And what happens is when planets are in particular placements where they move through certain patterns, certain energies are present. Now, whether you want to believe that the planets are creating the energy or causing the energy to happen, or if maybe you just see them like I do as an indicator (laughs) um, of a pattern, essentially, what we know from observation and watching humans uh, is that things tend to play out when certain energetic, we call them transits in astrology play out. Now you were born, you, a soul came into a body. You were born in a particular moment and place in time. And the idea with astrology is that you took in that moment, your first breath in all of the energy of that time and place And it creates an energetic blueprint for your life. Now, this would be the birth chart that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so uh, essentially, the birth chart holds all kinds of information. I mean, it would blow your mind and most people's mind to know what's possible to read inside of a birth chart. But everything from your personality, sure, the direction of your life, major soul lessons, traumas that you're moving through, past life patterns, the way you show up in relationships, the right careers uh, or work for you, the way that you use your sexual energy, the way that you think and use your cognitive energy, the way that you can uh, love or find love, the ways you find or attract money, the major areas of life of transformation, how you relate to your subconscious, the list goes on and on and on. There is not an aspect of life that astrology doesn't have something to say about it. And to be honest, you know, when I first got into doing this, I didn't really understand the depth of that. And I kind of thought, like most people do, that it's, oh, it's kind of fun. And like, this is your birth chart. And it says a couple things. No, it's actually a profound tool 
that says an awful lot about who you are. Now, I do want to add, however, that we are beings of free will. Our first act of free will was a choice to come to planet Earth and to have a life experience. And we're making free will choices all the time. So when you look at somebody's birth chart, this is a chart of potential and of energetics, you know, of your signature, who you are as a soul. Um, but as transits shift and change, basically as the planets keep moving, because they do, they mm-hmm. impact you and your, or rather the energies that move through the planet, however you want to understand it, impact you and your own energy field and periods of time or experiences will happen for you. Now, astrology is extremely powerful in understanding your soul's journey, in understanding yourself at a deep subconscious level, because it's a deeply psychological tool. Um, Most people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. But it also can be really helpful in terms of predictive work, Um, looking and forecasting forward and understanding that, oh, this is the period or this is what I'm moving through in this period of life. This is the lesson that has been presented to me. Not like I'm sitting here with a crystal ball and I can see the (laughs) the May, you know, the red truck's going to drive by at 2.12 PM. Like, no, this is, that's not, this is not what's happening here. Right. What you can see is essentially energetic potential, like a forecast and um, in that way, can bring a lot of conscious awareness to your life's journey because then you're not a victim of your reality, of things just randomly happening to you. You're actually co-creating with that. It's incredibly empowering. Gosh. So which kind, because I know there's a bunch of different um, types of astrology, like you can do um, ancestral or Vedic, like what, what type, what are you dealing with mainly? Yeah. So I am a Western astrologer, which means that I'm using the tropical Zodiac. It is what is most commonly practiced in the United States and most Western countries. Um, and my particular focus with my work with my clients, uh, I would call it evolutionary astrology, or rather what I would say is I identify more with evolutionary or psychological astrologers. So people who are very much looking at um, deep soul patterns, subconscious patterns, uh, we're looking at opportunities for transformation and growth, um, healing trauma, these sorts of things. Um, If you're an astrologer listening I'm an eighth house astrologer. (laughs) Essentially, my son is in the eighth house. I'm really focused upon transformation and growth. Um, So you can, you know, use astrology for all kinds of things. I know astrologers who are focused specifically on um, relationship astrology or bringing in love. I do work with business, actually, and leadership, but there is business and entrepreneurship that can be very useful. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase was actually quoted by saying that millionaires don't use astrology, but billionaires do. Oh, wow. That's really cool. There's a reason for that. It's incredibly powerful. Most people don't know. There are financial astrologers. There are people who use astrology for health. Um, And so there's many different sort of ways in which you can use the tool. It's not even really, it's more than a tool. It's an ancient wisdom system. But for me, 
my focus is very much on um, the evolution of your soul and your purpose, why you're here, uh, and the things that might be standing in your way from, you know, achieving that. Um, that's right. really my focus. Very psychologically focused. I love that. That's probably why I was so drawn to your podcast, too. I mean, because we all want to know why we're here. I don't think anybody knows 100% for sure what they're doing here um, or if it's going to be their last time here because they might have to make up for stuff that they didn't do. But yeah, I just find it all so fascinating. And like I was listening to a reading earlier this morning about the planets and they said, I'm not sure which planet it is where, but they just said, think back to where your life was, me as a Gemini, back in 2004 and 2005 five, those um, things that were happening around that time are going to start kind of coming back right now. And then I, you know, you just go back in your thoughts to like, oh my God, what was happening? Was I poor? Was I, <laughs> you know, I was, I, I was, I was in a different marriage at that time, you know? So I was just trying to think like, what was going on in my life? What is happening? You know, these cycles get repeated. Do they repeat until you fix things? Till you stop the cycle? Well, certainly the these different cycles or patterns can help us to learn lessons, but it's not necessarily um, karma that's, that you're playing out necessarily. And by the way, okay. no two cycles happen exactly. I mean, for example, um, you know, Uranus is in the sign of Taurus right now. It has been there before in the past many times. But um, the other planetary placements haven't been in their exact placements. And so every moment is unique. Um, and so even though new patterns exist, it's kind of a pattern upon another pattern upon another pattern. Um, right. So it really does create a unique opportunity in every period of time. But uh, yeah, we're often shown, and this is true in life, you can see this, uh, we go through periods of life where things happen and um, it's not by just random. I mean, for example, if we look at the planet Saturn, Saturn is a planet of um, stability and foundations. So it's a really foundational planet. It's also a karmic planet. The cycles of Saturn are like clockwork, affect the structures of every human life. So when Saturn uh, is opposite where it was when you were born, a Saturn opposition, this happens at the eight, well, in your teenage years. What happens in teenage years? We're fighting authority. We're trying right. to create sort of a new life for ourselves. We're trying to find our own way. And it's not by accident because this energy is actually sort of fighting structures, if you will. When we experience our Saturn return, our first Saturn return, which is to say when Saturn comes back to the place it was when you were born, that happens generally around the year uh, age of 29 and a half. I say that because Saturn, and as all planets, doesn't they move, their orbits are not completely um, forward moving. We have periods of time of retrogrades. So uh, it can make this irregular, but essentially right before 30 years old, people go through major life shifts. I mean, career shifts, professional, often professional stuff, sometimes marriages, building families, these kinds of things. And oftentimes around the age of 27, 28, 29, pretty dramatic shifts can happen. 
right. for people around the first Saturn return, where your life structurally changes. What's going to work for you will continue, and what isn't meant for you is going to get ripped away. It can be a pretty challenging time for people when they're not aware of it. But then we get to this experience again of a Saturn opposition, which happens in the early 40s. This is your midlife crisis, by the way, right on time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where now a very similar energy to your teenage years of kind of not knowing yourself, needing to figure it out, things falling apart happen sort of again in your early 40s. When we experience our second Saturn return, it happens prior to age 60, usually around age 59, uh, 58 or so. Again, a major structural shift happens. What happens for most people around that time is they start thinking about retirement and start thinking maybe they have grandkids, maybe whatever, but they're starting to think about the next chapter of their life. They might even uh, be working on culminating career things, whatever. This is not random. <laughs> and yeah. by the way, you might get lucky enough if you make it to 90 years old, you have your third Saturn return and you get to go through a whole new rebirth again. This is not random. This happens for all humans. Now, how the pattern happens, right? How the transit happens, where it is in your chart, where Saturn might be related to other planets at the time, you know, that is different for everyone. But those periods happen for everyone. So it's part of the human experience. Are you looking at your chart all the time or did she, <laughs> did she tell you everything you needed to know and now you're just going wherever your in intuition guides you? Oh, I mean... This is really dynamic. So you, know, you can look at your birth chart once, but there's so much in there and understanding where you are in your journey and what transits are happening now. This is a, an ongoing project. So I look at my chart plenty. And oftentimes when I'm doing my own, actually just today, I was um, thinking about this, about my chart because I was reflecting on an aspect basically an old pattern I was reflecting on. And I was like, huh, I wonder where that is in my chart. And I was like, oh, yeah, that pattern's right there. And um, so I do look at my chart. I probably don't look at it as often as some other astrologers do. I know some people like practically live by the transits in their chart. I do not do that. But when I'm moving through big periods or periods of change, you better believe I know what's going on. Uh, February of 22, for example, I was moving through a major transit between Pluto, very slow moving, planet of transformation, squaring my natal Venus, which is all about money and love, among other things. And that period of time was the most challenging for me financially, because this was about structural change. And I was literally wondering how I was going to pay my rent. Never ever in my life had I felt that before. And also around the same time, major karmic lessons in relationships. And it was like, oh my God, what the heck is going on? Well, I knew what was going on. <laughs> and I knew that it was not a quick transit. In fact, that was pretty much the year 2022 and even into early 23. But major structural shifts happened in that time. Major inner shifts happened during that time. My relationship to abundance, to wealth, to my own worth, all of these things shifted in pretty dramatic ways. Now, if I didn't know about this transit, I might be inclined to think, oh my God, the universe hates me. I made such a mistake or whatever. I'm wrong or I'm a victim of my reality, whatever. 
But because I knew what was going on energetically, I knew there was a lesson in it. And was it comfortable? No. One of the most uncomfortable periods of my life, actually. But I was able to have a conscious awareness of it. So I was able to make decisions more consciously. And I was able to give myself more grace to allow the period to sort of shift and to learn the lessons that I need to from it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So in your chart right now, because right now Cam is like traveling a million different places. <laughs> what what is it? What's happening in your chart right now with you being all over the place? What, what where are things at? Yeah, so I actually have a major progression um, that I'm upon right now, where my progressed moon is shifting sign and house. Uh, well, actually, sign not for another month or two, but house into the ninth house, which is the house of higher learning, travel, um, experience with foreigners, uh, foreign languages, philosophy, all these sort of big picture things. But travel is a big piece of that house. And this has happened right now. <laughs> so I'm actually beginning a two and a half year period where this focus will be or rather where this will be a focus for me in life. Um, and you were, you were referring to it, but I'm, and this is also the house of religion, by the way. And so the trip that I'm on is a deeply spiritual journey. Um, I left my house in Maui over a month ago. So five weeks ago, no, six weeks ago, <laughs> And I began this journey on a spiritual retreat in really a pilgrimage, actually, in Romania. Then I uh, came to Santorini, Greece. And then I went to Ireland and Scotland for another retreat. And I felt drawn and called to come back to Greece. So now I'm in Crete presently. But I've received guidance through friends. Um about going to Athens, which is, I'm flying out tomorrow, then Rome, and then I'm going to Albania. Now, these are all places that, like, the conscious mind is wondering, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know that my soul inside of me knows I need to be in these places. This matters. Um, and then I'm flying to Tulum, Mexico, before I come back to the United States for another retreat. And... Why is this all happening? Well, there's a lot of I mean, potentiality. I don't exactly know 100% why it's happening. I just know that energetically it is in my chart, movement and travel and higher learning. Not only am I experiencing life in all these different places, and yes, I'm busy and having a lot of experiences, but I'm also having a lot of deep experiences. Like this is actually way deeper than I even maybe expected. Um, there's a lot of inner patterns I'm becoming aware of. There's a lot of deep questioning about my work and what I do in the world and all kinds of stuff coming up. Um, and this is all ninth house stuff. Gosh. So are you working during all of this? <laughs> well, I am recording a podcast, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I record podcasts too, but they don't bring me money. So I just didn't know if you're just like going with the flow and just seeing what happens or if you're actually working too. 
there is a lot of flow happening in this moment. Um, I am serving my clients that I have long-term, but right now um, I am being asked to sort of take my foot off the gas, if you will, and be present for this experience. So I am flowing with whatever it wants to present me with. I, by the time I'm done with this trip, it will be at least two months, if not two and a half um, and I have never, I like to travel, but I have never done a trip that long and certainly not in this many places. Yeah, yeah I can't even imagine. Um, and I had recorded a podcast to be um, on Cameron's podcast right before this, and we delved into some really deep stuff. So I might have to have you back on so we can kind of cover cover some of that stuff because I feel like we really did some soul searching and you read my chart, which it was crazy how accurate and interesting it was. So tell people what you can do for them if, if, if they're not sure if they are on their soul path. Yeah, absolutely. So basically after, this is sort of the piece of the story that didn't come through yet, but basically after I had my own spiritual awakening, kept following the threads with astrology. And over the last few years, I ended up leaving San Diego. I was guided to move to Maui. And I was guided to work in my business full-time. And what I do, I am a spiritual coach and an astrologer. Obviously, you know the astrology piece. But my work, my mission on this planet is all about supporting people and living in alignment with their higher self so that they live their soul's purpose. So everything I do is about supporting my clients and living their soul's purpose. And so in terms of the way that I serve my clients, now astrology readings are one because... Well, let me back up a hot second. <laughs> what I have learned through serving my clients over the last few years is that living our purpose, while everybody's path is different, there are three things that are pretty much the same with everyone. So living our purpose comes down to three things. This is what I've learned in my own journey and with my clients. The first is that we need to know why we're here. And so this is the work uh, where I use astrology to support people in understanding their soul's decision to come here and, um, you know, understanding your chart deeply and making decisions based upon that. The second uh, practice or the second thing I realized is that, okay, it's great and wonderful if you know why you're here, but you need to really understand what might be preventing you from being that and so this is the deep work of self-inquiry and looking at patterns. This is coaching here, but also the work of QHHT, quantum healing hypnosis technique. This is a technique that was um, created by Dolores Cannon. It, you can think of it as a past life regression meets conversation with your higher self meets healing opportunity. And so this is the space where I work with people deeply in past lives to, you know, uh, be done with the things that are holding you back, essentially. And then the third thing is, okay, you may know why you're here, and we may know what was holding you back, and you may have moved past it. But if you don't have the tools necessary to build um, a conscious connection with your higher self. I mean, this is all going to, nothing's going to happen. You can go on a retreat for a weekend and that feels wonderful and great, but you got to come back into your life and this needs to be sustainable. So um, this is where my coaching program comes in, where I support my clients long-term 
in developing the skills, the abilities of self-inquiry, understanding the ego, their patterns, meditation practices, um, Kriya practices, all kinds of things to support people and living in alignment with their higher self. And so if you're listening going, wow, <laughs> and I want to live my purpose and I'm not really sure where to start or that sounds good, but whoa, maybe I'm confused here. Um, then I would invite you to reach out and just have a conversation with me. Everybody's journey is is different. And so you're in a place that is different from somebody else. Maybe you had a bunch of astrology readings. Maybe you've gone to a bunch of yoga retreats and maybe you've done, you know, some theta healing or shadow work or whatever. And these things have been really helpful for you. Maybe you haven't done any of those things. You know, um, this is where I believe the work of living your purpose, of course, and living in alignment with your spiritual truth, it requires getting clear about, well, where you are, where are you? It's not a one size fits all. And so if you're kind of wondering, Hey, um, I'd like to find out more, I'd like right. to be supported, but I don't know where it starts. I, I would invite you to reach out to me. Um, and we'll just have a conversation about what is most appropriate for you. I love that. Gosh, that is just it's information overload, but in the best way. <laughs> I could just eat it up. I love it all. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on my podcast, especially with as busy as you are and not even in the country. And I really do appreciate it. And thank you also um, for looking at my chart and giving me some insight with where I am going on my path. I really appreciated that too. You're very welcome. Yeah. Well, okay, Cam, um, I will leave all your information in the show notes so people know where to find you. But thanks again so much and good luck with the rest of your trip. Thank you very much. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.